It's the True Penny Show with your host, James True Penny. Show. My name is James Trubini. This is my show, and today we are in Nagoya, Aichi Prefecture. Let's try that again. Nagoya, Aichi, Japan, Aichi Prefectural Gymnasium for New Beginning in Nagoya. And to join me for this momentous occasion is Mr. Marcus Green of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How are you doing, sir? Doing good. Good to be back. It's always great to have you back. We always appreciate. Your smooth and dulcet tones. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Me and John described you as the smoothest man in wrestling media. Or the smoothest oh. voiced man in wrestling media, I should say. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> True story. John uh, John uh, Dinsdale is is slowly recovering from doing the GCW 24-hour wrestlathon that was that thing they did over the weekend on YouTube. Um, I'm not got caught up with it because I think uh, even me, who is like a wrestling junkie, I don't think I could manage 24 hours of wrestling in a row. But John is even more a wrestling junkie than either of us two and literally did the whole 24 hours. I am assuming he drank lots of coffee. Oh, man. God bless <laughs> God bless man. Keep this man. Just lots of tea, man. <laughs> I don't know what John runs on, but it's strong, strong stuff. So, anyway, we're back with New Japan Pro Wrestling. We're at Nagoya. Um, it's, New Beginnings is an interesting kind of set of cards. Usually it's two or three nights in different cities. It's kind of a contrast to Wrestle Kingdom. It tends to, like, set stories off. There doesn't tend to be a lot of resolution. Or there'd be a couple of things that resolves. But the idea is to set you up for the year. And there are three parts to New Beginnings this year. So we've got Nagoya, and then we've got two nights in Hiroshima, and their championship nights on on every night. So this is going to be really interesting. And of course, some things were there to sell up other things, and some things were there just for fun. But pretty much felt like everything mattered on this card. Would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, with the with the three um, kind of big show layout in terms of uh, you know what these. Um, preparation shows have been building to. I think it's, you know, this was a good start, you know, coming off of obviously this is a continuation of what we got from Wrestle Kingdom and then obviously stuff from New Year's Dash. So I think this was a good setup um, for the for the next two shows, which have huge implications. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't, it didn't feel like an unimportant show at the same time. So Yeah, no, true. Uh, English Coventry was covered by Kevin Kelly and ELP. Um, as Chris Jarns had to come back to the UK and Gino is still, as you can imagine, locked in New Zealand. Um, yeah. And actually, ELP wasn't that bad. I don't. I won't go as far as the Voices of Wrestling guy said it's the new Jesse Ventura, and I'm not going to go that far, but it wasn't that bad. He got a bit draining towards the end, but I think, you know, there's such a thing as gag fatigue, isn't there, really? And I think that's where he was suffering, really. But, um Yeah. It was all, it was a good presentation. So we'll start with the opening match, which actually got 4.76 votes on your cage match. And that was chaos, because Ichikura Kada and Toriyano defeats Bullet Club, Evil, and Yujiro Takahashi with Dick Togo. The interesting thing about this match is, of course, is it's like four-name guys in the opener. No young boys. This was 
serious stuff and was kind of edging towards the single match between Kazuchika Okada and Evil as Okada is set his sights on getting himself back into the IWGP heavyweight championship scene. So to do that, he's beating the former champions who are available and not doing much right now. Um, and Evil is definitely not doing much right now. Um, and this was kind of a fun match, but it was kind of predictable what would happen. Yujiro is constantly the on the the wily coyote to Toriano's Roadrunner. So what are your thoughts on this one, Marcus? <laughs> so when you mentioned that now, I actually want to see those guys like like re reenact that cartoon. But um <laughs> that, that that would be hilarious. But um yeah, I mean like you said, this was a you know a decent kickoff, but kinda rather predictable. Again, odd couples um seem to be a perfect match when it comes to uh Yano, it was somebody like Okada, but uh, yeah, I, I, I dug the match. Like it was, it's interesting. I'm glad you kind of laid it out that Okada's going through the former champions who aren't doing much, and somebody like Evil, who seemingly is kind of in limbo coming out of everything he's got, the fallout with Lij. So, um, him running into Okada and, and, and like you said, Okada building himself back up against the likes of like Evil and such, I think it was a good go. And and Yano tends to be everybody's foil. And uh, at, this point, <laughs> at this point, I'm just saying, like, if Jericho's a man of a thousand holes, like, Yano's the, the man of, like, a thousand different ways to get off a low blow. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's that's really what I'm tuned in for Yano for now. But uh, but like you said, standard fare, nothing nothing too crazy. Um, but, yeah, you know, Yano, again, he just finds that way, man. Yeah, if if you look Alan Cheapshot's... Um... GIF account, well, his, his, his Twitter account. Today, he retweeted the greatest miss spot of all time, which was when Yano was feuding with Tajiri, and Yano was trying to miss Tajiri, and it is just an utter work of comedy wrestling genius that you need to go see. Um, but yeah, it made me laugh so much. There are miss spots, and then there is this miss spot. Anyway, uh, the next matchup was a, a kind of a bit of everything going on, really. Kota Ibushi, Masterwato Show, and Tomiyaki Honma, a mix of GBH, Hontai, and Chaos uh, against LIJ, Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Sonata, Tetsuya Nato. 11 minutes and 32 seconds. And it kind of dawdled along at a reasonable pace, to be honest with you. There's not a lot else could be said for it. It wasn't dreadful. Um, Ibushi obviously has got the feud with Sonata, and he'll see him at Hiroshima. For the for the double championship again, NATO is just lost. Like, don't know what he's doing. As is Bushi. Uh, Roma Takahashi is currently lining himself up with Show. He'll be the other main event in Hiroshima. Um, and as me and Christy discussed yesterday, Tomiyaki Honma is the ruiner of things. He even started ruining shows from ten years ago when we realized, oh look, he's on the same roster as the girlfriend he had he beat up. Anywho. Let's move on to the positive side of this. Uh, it, it was okay. It did what it said. And, like, Abushi and Sonata has got to be, like, the least aggressive feud. May I have a championship match, sir? Why, yes, sir, you may. You are handsome. So are you. Let's have a match. It's just like that. And it's just two guys. It's, it's like, it's, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. I just don't know what it is. You know, it's it's weird, but it is. I mean, that's basically what it is. Um, and, and as as long time Sonata fans, it's 
it's weird that he's almost coming off like a buffer for Ibushi with all the hell he's had to go through to get those those titles. Uh, because like yeah. you said, there's no, there's no real flame here, and, and it should be because this is Sonata's time to break out. Specifically, when Nato is like you said, not doing anything, uh, we're gonna get to my boy Shingo. Hiromu is up, but this is kind of <laughs> time to step up with evil out of the way. And we, you know, uh, we know Bushi is always the, you know, the the, the uh, everybody's favorite six man off the bench, if you will. But um, oh yeah. So this is a Sonata's time to step up, but there's no real. F- you know, fire here. Like they did. This is not, um, you know, Mox and, and Kenta or, you know, definitely another <laughs> like Cobb and Cobb and Takagi. So like, I guess it's a gen, a gentleman's gambit, if you will. The, the one thing I would like Bushy to do, right. This is, this is Bushy and NATO got now going on at the minute, right? Here's what you need to happen. Either Bushy puts on some poundage and they go after G.O.D., or nice. NATO drop NATO drops twenty pounds and they go after ELP and Nishimori because their tag teaming is so crisp and enjoyable to watch. I'd wrestle, watch them wrestle God in a month of Sundays every day. It would be absolutely awesome. But because they're kind of cross divisional, and they're well, I mean, there's the open weight six man tag team championships, I suppose. But I, I kind of like to see NATO back as a tag wrestler with Bushy. I think that would be really cool. I think it'd be really interesting. I'll never do it because for that reason. But yeah, I actually like that idea. That's specifically going against against God. Um, but like, and it'll be again um, a great way to get more spotlight with with Bushy. But because um, I think they look great uh, with those tag straps, and obviously the Lij soup swag with with you know that just cap everything off. <laughs> Not that I'm ever calling for G.O.D. to take significant L's, but I think that would be something that would be really smart to do. Um, specifically, yeah. you know, with, with like I said, evil's gone. NATO really doesn't, you know, have a, a, a stern direction right now. We know Hiromu was up in the junior division, and, and like I said, this would be the time for Sonata to shoot off. But like you said, if, if they do that, they won't have NATO be like, come down to the junior level. But it'd be cool to, cause we've seen people like, well, like we've seen Sean and Yo do it. So you know, I think it, I think it'd be cool for Bushi. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 plug back to the the baby faces for a second. And Bushi's looking good. He mm. looks ripped and he looks relaxed in this ace position. He looks like he wants to have a good run, and I think that that that's that's nice. Master Wato, I just don't know what to say about it. I really don't. I've, uh, he fluffed a couple of moves. He looks more comfortable than he did, but he's still a long way from polished, I would say. Would you agree? I don't know. Yeah, you me know. And John have, I, think, I think me and John have been that down on him for like the last it, six months. It's, like, like it's, it's between you and, you and uh, you, John. I think you're the easier one on him. Cause now I can't even <laughs> without, without hearing our boy John in the back of my head, basically giving him the cornet treatment. <laughs> oh, so, Jesus! Yeah, exactly. I was great. <laughs> I can't. It, but but it's like it's exactly what I guess all three of us are saying. Like there's tools there that just aren't necessarily coming together. And I don't know necessarily what what it would take, but it would be great to see him down the line be able to put those things together and, and you know, cause we've seen weird, weirder stuff before, but right now it's, 
it's blatantly awkward. And I think that's that's what's um, hurting him more than anything else. And specifically when you have him in the situation where he's next to a show and an Ibushi, it really, and across from LIJ, it really shows. So hopefully he finds some type of thing. Hanma is just going to be Hanma always. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, looks like you said, he looks comfortable. Show and Takahashi, though. That's your main event coming up. And I think that could be better than people are expecting, and people are expecting great things. Do you see what I mean? I think it could be even better than what people think it's going to be. I think it's one of those matches that's kind of like got high expectations, but could just actually blow people away. No, absolutely. I think I think people have kind of underestimated. Like they've had showings that have kind of stolen the show in a lot of ways. Uh, no, no pun intended. But yeah, show has shown up in, in in big match situations, and we've seen that from you as well. But specifically, show who's kind of been, we've kind of you know gone along with him on this journey towards elevating out of the tag. You know, he's really made himself like somebody not to be underestimated and going against somebody like Takahashi. I think could be. A great way to show exactly what we're going to be seeing in terms of uh, where the the thing may be tilting the narrative, I guess, may be tilting next, getting past even Hiromu. So I don't know. I don't think he's going to beat him. Then again, I didn't <laughs> think a, a, another result would happen on this show, but it did. But um, I think I think this show is definitely somebody to watch. Yeah, I think this is this is the thing. It, it's always difficult for the first. Def- first challenger out of the gate because you know they're probably not going to win the championship you know know, there are times there are times when this was the thing Bret Hart said about the intercontinental championship when perfect won the championship off of Terra Kerry Von Eric Vince went to Bret and said I I want you to take all of the the, the intercontinental championship and Bret said no because I won't win (laughs) He said, let, da- let Davy Boy have a go at it. And Davy Boy was Perfect's first challenger. And of course, he lost that feud. And then Brett took the second feud because he knew the first feud would never win. And Show's kind of in that position. He's not going to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, I don't think. Not with Hiromo in this money drawing character that is so charismatic and such a draw for so many different demographics. I don't have, I don't see him really losing the belt for quite some time there was also a great post-match promo where uh Hiromo and show just had a bit of a sit down and a chat and they kind of sat cross-legged on the floor talking about wrestling and then Ibushi came along and interrupted them and Hiromo said what are you doing here I'm I, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm, I'm about to ask him a really interesting question. It was like the weirdest thing. Two people were going to have this massive match. You just kicked the <laughs> living hell out of one another, sat down <laughs> having a conversation. Can I ask you this? Yeah, sure. All right. Okay. It was like two people who just had a fight outside a pub and then just kind of sat down and had a drink and said sorry to each other. It was really weird. And then had to go at Ibushi for interrupting him. <laughs> And it's like, what the, what are you lot talking about? But yeah, so I think that there's lots to be said for what could happen in Hiroshima from both of those matches with Sonada and Ibushi and Nata, sorry, uh, Takahashi and uh, Sho. I think I think they could be really cool matches. So we shall see. Yeah. Uh, we then we then have the ring cleaning. Um, this has become ceremonial and ritual by now uh, because they went into the main event. But we should probably talk about what they talked about, which was Mox turning up on NJPW Strong to face Kenta 
and that will be a match somewhere down the line some sometime because Mox has accepted Kenta's US Heavyweight Championship Challenge. What are your thoughts on Mox and Kenta? Um, it's funny because when obviously we know we know the time difference uh, between you know Japan and the states, so sometimes I have to make myself get off Twitter when these shows air. Um, but I, I <laughs> page and and seeing it and and I was like, you know what? I'm not really mad about the spoiler. I'm just happy that it happened because yeah. uh, I was saying about it watching AEW knows Mox uh, dropped the belt to Omega. And uh, he's kind of he's he kind of freed up a little bit. Obviously, he's still very much in in poor narratives over there, but he's got time. So, you know, I'm glad it happened because it very much felt like that that U.S. strap was on excursion. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad that you know they um very much are getting back to this. It's kind of you know long overdue, if you will. And um, yeah, as long as everything is is is. Say so we know we know Moxley is down to go in any scenario, but it's you know what can you do during this pandemic? It's a lot of uh, factors that that have to be taken in. So I'm glad they was able to you know have that face off because Kent is not somebody I want to see floundering uh, when he clearly has a title shot he should have been had. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad we're gonna get to it. That's gonna be a hell of a match, you know, regardless of how long yeah. it's taking to it. Yeah, I think so as well. I I the trouble is reality getting in the way of kayfabe here is that we know that John has a pregnant wife yeah. and that may impinge tangentially on the outcoming of that match because he's due paternity leave. You know, this in the modern wrestling world, in the old days you know, you would quite clearly work three main events until your wife gave birth and then <laughs> go see her afterwards because that's the way it worked. But these days, thankfully we have common sense. I believe is what it's known as um, and um, it's unlike I. I kind of think, in reasonable terms, that yeah, I'd rather he was with his wife than defending that championship and child. So we'll see what happens there. But clearly, as well, there's a strongly a strong possibility. One of the reasons why he does work for WWE is so that he can actually raise a family in a reasonable existence. You know, so we'll see what happens. But there we go. And you know, I kind of this, people have been popping at the idea of Becky Lynch coming back at the Royal Rumble tonight, and I'm like, mm, really? Would you not rather they were home with their child until their child was, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> a yeah, little I, bit older? I mean, I cringe every time I see Rick on screen for several reasons, but mostly because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know he, he's that old. He, uh, he's got a pacemaker, for God's sakes, and it's a, it's a pandemic. I mean, I get their precautions, but, you know, um, we we've this this new year has not been without its losses of legends. Uh, we just lost, uh, you know, the, the late great sister Tyson. So, you know, anytime I see that or, or see somebody like Jake the Snake or, you know, Tully, AEW, I'm just like, you know what, man, sometimes, you know, sometimes, Go you know. Home. Yeah, you can pull back, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and just keep them home. Yeah. And I, I get that Jake kind of needs something to do. But, uh, you, you know, you just, you just care about, you know, seeing these people and, and seeing them in the best position. So, you know. Yes, indeed. So let's just move on to the last three matches, which were all kind of main event quality, including, you know, two matches with people who really aren't the age to be doing main event quality matches. Great Okan wrestled Hiroshi Tenzan for the rights to the Mongolian chop. 12 minutes and 45 seconds, and it will be a sad time from now on because Hiroshi Tanahashi will no longer be delivering Mongolian chops. As you can probably imagine, 
the younger man won in the end of the day. But actually, this was a pretty sterling match. And like Tenzan doesn't have singles matches very often. He had his last G1 about three years ago. He occasionally has a crack at the New Japan Cup. He's he's an opening match tag guy who looks after the young boys. He's one of those guys. And he's quite happy with his position, or he would have retired by now. And he clearly enjoys doing it, despite the fact he can't walk properly. And But he still loves wrestling, and he still wants to wrestle. And this is the reason why you have him around. Okan loses the match uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, and he comes here and, and dishes out an ass-whooping. That's what he's supposed to do. He's the young gun that's going to like really cause problems for the uh, older guys and he has an agenda, and his agenda is to march up that that card and be a mainstay, or at least up a mid-card's mainstay guy. And this was exactly what he needed to do that. And Tenzan's quite willing to put that in the right place to make sure he has the best passage possible to the main event. And I, it worked for me. For what it was, it was a perfectly delivered device of storytelling. It wasn't pretty to look at, but... Like I said, Tenzan can not walk straight, so you didn't expect it to be like, you know, Flair Steamboat. However, for what it did, it was perfectly good and enjoyable to watch. What's your thoughts, Marcus? Yeah, I didn't think I was going to enjoy this match as much as I did, but I liked it. I think, you know, you look at, I'm slowly coming around on uh, Great Ocon, you know, match by match. I think um, the the more high elevated opponents he gets, the more he's going to be able to uh, show and prove. But he, he's, I think he's building towards that. I've always appreciated, you know, um, guys like Tenzan and, and we're going to get to Kojima and, and guys like, uh, obviously, the legendary Eugene Nagata. Because even though we kind of know the kind of win-loss narrative going into matches like this, you still know that this isn't going to be like some walk-in-the-park match for the other guy when it comes to these guys. And, you know, they're going to put in work. And oftentimes when they in a situation like this, they end up stepping up to the plate even with, like you said, somebody like Tenzan who can't necessarily walk straight, when you have something on the line that kind of can bring out that machismo, like you said, it wasn't um, poetry and motion by any means, but it didn't necessarily need to be either. And being honest with the, the character of Great Khan, that's not somebody you can, you know, uh, have a beautiful match with if you want to get any headway with that guy. So, you know, I appreciated how they kind of went at each other. And obviously you can't have a winner stops using the Mongolian chopper, not had a Mongolian chopper in the match. So I appreciated that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed this. Yeah. Someone did point out like, what happens now if, if Tenzan uses the chop, does, does the referee just disqualify him or, well, I kind of thinking Tenzan be a man of his word and may come up with something else to replace the Mongolian chop with. I hope he does. Yeah. It might just, I, what I'd really mark out for if he called it Manchurian Shop or something like that, some other. <laughs> There's always no, a loop. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this is the Manchurian Shop. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll find that uh, Genghis Khan had nothing to do with what well, he did, but he did run Manchuria for quite some time. Like, 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 it's the same thing. like no, the starting motion is completely different. Like, all they got to do is put that, all they got to do is, is <laughs> strict angle commentary and, and it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure Kevin is probably working his way around it right now. <laughs> oh, dear. Anywho. Right, where was we? Oh, ugh. Billy Nomates uh, defeats Satoshi Kojima in 16 minutes and 57 seconds. <laughs> I could watch it. I was great. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> 
Only a noted rape apologist, Will Ospreay. <laughs> yeah, it was a match. It was a match. <laughs> uh, uh, I appreciate I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Kojima worked ridiculously hard in this match. And you, a couple of people were like saying online they were surprised that Kojima was this good. And he is that good. And me and John watched the AJPW versus Wrestle 1 tape from last week on last week's show. And John for, said, I forgot how good Kojima was. You know, in his heyday, when he was the ace of all Japan, he was absolutely a great, great professional wrestler. And he can still do that. That match he had with Kenta at Wrestle Kingdom was just astounding. And here, he's in the right place for this no-DQ weapons-style match because he's had all those matches in MLW. He's done time in the NWA in North America. He's, he's done those type of matches He's exactly the kind of person you want to get Osprey over in this particular environment. And he did the job incredibly well. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't surprised. Like I said, you know, guys like Tenzan and Kojima and, and, and like the legendary Nagata, they very much know what, you know, they're here for. Because, um, you know, they, they've had their time, their, their unquestionable uh, legends, their legacies are cemented, but um, and, and scenarios like this, because they've been in the game so long and they're so good at what they do, they don't necessarily have to go 200% to make these guys look good. It's the little things they do. Um, because you got somebody like like the talent of um, the, the goof. And <laughs> it's not that much you necessarily need to do, just, you know, this stuff here and there. And that's, that's the difference between, you know, the, the young lines and the absolute legends. But when they're when they're motivated enough to, to turn it up, it's not like an Orton thing where it's like, no, I'm just he's clearly phoning it in. They don't phone it in. It's just that they're so good at what they do. Um, but if the right scenario comes along, like a rare no DQ match, you go mm. out, you go all out. And, and, and at this point, who wouldn't want to, you know, put put this guy through a, t- a ladder or a table? So, you know, you know, Kojima was doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, the, my tweet before the match started was nothing would give me more pleasure than Tenza, uh, Satoshi Kojima ripping his arm off and hitting him with the sticky end. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's a proper childish insult. But yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing. And it's, it's the same old story. Osprey is an incredibly talented wrestler, but he's an awful, awful human being. And we strongly believe he shouldn't be involved in this kind of work at this level. You know, I, yeah, speaking of the same thing, something I'm reading through Facebook groups this morning, uh, somebody posted, this, there's a rumour that Marty Skrull is going to debut at the Royal Rumble this evening, and the first comment underneath it was, the rumour was started by the person who wrote this post. Slice. <laughs> 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 I was, I was <laughs> funny because I was I was talking to somebody else about uh, that, and I was like, "Look, man, the, the company is kind of walking a unique line, just keeping Velveteen Dream on staff." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. Why? Why? Why would you employ? Oh, I mean, they've got Del Devlin as well, haven't they? But you know, it's <laughs> it's like list of people they shouldn't be hire, they shouldn't be hiring. But it's like, yeah, you know. I think I think Mr. Skrull is done, unfortunately for him. Well, fortunately for everybody else, but he is done. Um, let's, you know, move past these horrible, horrible things and move on to something that was really nice and really, really cool. The main event, the Never Hope and Wait title match, the once in a century ace defeat, Shingo Takagi of Los Angeles do Japan 
dare happen, not do happen, <laughs> on in 35 minutes and 40 seconds. This match was really good. And I didn't think it was to start with. I was like, oh my God, this is slow. Why are they going so slow? And then I realized why they were going so slow. Because they were going to hit each other very hard for a very long time. And this was a genuine dream match. The long-term ace of Dragon Gate against the long-term ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Five years ago, God, this would have filled Budokan Hall by itself. And even now, it is still something, a sight to see. And it was kind of old-school New Japan booking. It was very Ashimoto kind of approach, very strong-style kind of approach. Take it slow and build it up and bring them in. And that's exactly what they did. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? I mean, this was brilliant. I mean, already, you know, we're not even in February yet. Um, this is obviously the last day. But um, already my favorite, you know, Japanese wrestler in Shingo has already participated in two of my favorite matches of the year so far. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. we can always, yeah, we can already, you know, always expect greatness, you know, with, with Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but, you know, hitting, hitting a show like this and, and they really nailed, um, you know, the, the final match of this show and sent everybody home with a banger. Um, you know, you're not going to see, um, two better guys coming in the ring and, and, and clashing. Like you said, you have the established ace with the growing ace and Shingo and, you know, while I didn't, like I said, I didn't expect a result um, coming, like I said earlier, I couldn't be mad at it. Um, you know, guys like Goto and, and Shingo and my guys, and I, I don't like necessarily to see them take L's, but you can't be mad at taking an L to Tanahashi. I mean, in, in a situation <laughs> like this, you know, it's almost rare we kind of see Tanahashi. Obviously, we know he's the, you know, the dragon screw god, um, and, and that specifically tackles the leg, but when he's consistently going on offensive and breaking somebody like Takagi down, it's almost um, kind of new in a way because we're so used to seeing him be broken down coming into the match. But I think this more than anything kind of solidified that no matter how, what year it is, <laughs> you know, what global pandemic win, whatever, you can't count Tanahashi out. This is why you can't count Tanahashi out, um, specifically in those final stretches, man. He just proved why he's still around. I mean, he could easily call it a day now, and, and the legacy is more than solidified. And, you know, he's more than earned every bit of a break. But, you know, he is the ace. And, you know, even with the narrative of, of the litany of injuries, he's racked up. Just him being a never open weight guy, because we know what these matches entail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This yeah. is this is this is why you know he he you know goes through all that punishment because he can take it and overcome it every time and going against somebody like Shingo is not easy, um and, and definitely God bless Tanahashi because that that made in uh made in Japan, man, you know I oh yeah I hard man that was that was not that was not good and I think uh Fantasma was calling for a replay and I didn't want it. You know, I didn't <laughs> no. want it at all. You know, so I saw the gifts. I saw the gifts afterwards, and it was like, yikes! For those of you who did not see the match and are listening to us for results as well as for review, um, yeah, Shingo went for Made in Japan, but didn't trap Hiroshi Tanahashi's arm properly, and therefore on the Revolution, essentially dropped Tanahashi on his head from about four foot up with a driver, which is not the place you want to be. And the fact that even the fact that Hiroshi Tanishi got didn't have a concussion, never yeah. mind not break his neck, is just 
a testament to how tough Tanahashi is for a start. And it probably wasn't as bad as it looked as we thought it looked, but it just looked deathly. It looked horrible. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it was the only kind of low spot in the match. It kind of took the wind out of the match because there was a massive gasp from the fans. And you do notice that when wrestlers get obviously get injured, like in an obvious manner like this, or like when Dragon Lee and Aromu and Aroma broke his neck, if the fans think that the match is over, then obviously the wind goes out the sails of the story. So this was kind of that situation, but it wasn't. And they gathered it back up and they sensibly went through a finish sequence again rather than just wrapping it up and getting it out of there. If Hiroshi was good to go, he wasn't stopping. So, you know, it saved the match that they had that incredible closing sequence. I kind of think it probably would have finished at around the 25-minute mark if originally intended. I don't know. I'm guessing here, but it seemed like to me they were like, no, let's finish this properly and protect the legacy of this match, which shows you what professional pair they are. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it almost comes off like that that particular instance where, you know, other people would have kind of, like you said, turned it in. They turned it up because it's like we yeah. need to at least make this, you know, match matter even more so now and specifically knowing the result because it's like, um, you know, so, and I think what really helped it is, you know, that, that sequence where they were, that fighting spirit kicked in, kicking out of ones. That yeah. really kind of that that really kind of turned it up, and and you know obviously you know you hit several different instances of the high fly flow. You're not going to see anybody hit a better sling blade, and um, you know it, even after that that drop on the head, he took a hellacious pumping bomber. Um, mm. You know that would have knocked anybody out of their, their their shoes. So this this match is this is one of those matches where you just got to go watch. We can we can talk about it all the live long day, but you have to go see this match. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely do. It is kind of like pretty much shortened the Troopany show today because the thing is in the COVID era, there's there's not as much wrestling to watch on shows from one company. I suppose we should have watched that Noah show this morning and probably have some more stuff to talk about. But uh, it was about six o'clock in the morning. Well, no, it would be about three o'clock in the morning for you. But we've got plenty of people who do watch Noah. I will promise we will do a Noah show before the end of the year. It's just that, like... New Japan's our thing because it's the thing and that's what we kind of made our reputation on and we like watching New Japan. Not that we dislike watching Noah or anything else, but yes. it's just New Japan is what we like, so that's what we tend to review. But um, we will have a, well, we've got two more New Beginning shows this week from Hiroshima um, so we will be reviewing those on next week's show. I've got something special lined up for next week as well. I'm not sure I'm going to lay it out, but we'll see. Um, it might be a show for the week after. We don't know. We'll see. I've got I've got loads of things going on in my personal life, as you probably know. So, so there might be after pre-tape shows that we do stuff differently to to get us through the week. I'm still I'm I'm reckoning there will be the return of today at and it will be today at the New Japan Cup. I think because we've got that coming up in March, which would be really interesting to do a daily show on the New Japan Cup because there's so many different matches involved in that, and uh, that could be really cool. I don't know what the field's going to be like this year, but that could be insane. And it doesn't seem that long since we had the last New Japan Cup. In fact, it was less than a year ago. So, And you know what happened there? The Evil became uh, IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion because of the New Japan Cup. So it is going to be pretty vital again this year. But for today... As we look at um, new beginnings in, in Nagayo, I'd like to thank my guest, Mr. Marcus Green, 
Well, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where can we find you on the internet, sir? Oh, man, thank you. Always an absolute pleasure. You can find me on, on Twitter at ParadoxKid. That's P-A-R-A-D-O-X-K-I-D. Always welcome to chat with anybody that's sensible. <laughs> Marcus has his block button well set. It's primed on a hair trigger. <laughs> you can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. Again, where I will talk to anyone sensible. Uh, please don't come at me with your stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, most people who talk to me are sensible. Um, but anyway, where was I? Yes, the show is called At Troopany Show on Twitter and The Troopany Show on Facebook, as well as Patreon, where you can keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. We'll be back next week. We'll still be at New <laughs> Put my teeth in. We'll still be at New Beginnings. I'll be in Hiroshima rather than Nagayo. And we've got those two big title matches. Romu Takahashi versus Sho. And for the double championship, Kota Ibushi versus Sonata. Two gentlemanly, nice wrestling feuds to look forward to. What more could you want in life, Marcus? Absolutely. Don't forget, don't, don't forget that G.O.D. Uh, Dangerous Techers rematch. Ooh, now there's a corker. That that should be really interesting. Yeah. As our faces by default, Suzuki Gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, try and get the iron glove back. But yes. Anyway, take care and we'll see you soon. Bye. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.